Jay Severin. If tomorrow the American government cut a $1 million check to every African American in America, what, you think Al Sharpton would retire? No, something else would be wrong. Something else would be wrong. Be discontented. It's in the American DNA. But don't become a malcontent. Jay Severin. Weekdays, 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern. On the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, Catherine said, thank you for this amazing story. Wish I had been there with thousands of good folks. Referring to the Unity Bridge in Charleston. Catherine, I wasn't sure if I was the only one who missed the story or not. I, I chalked it up to me, you know, I'm San Diego, 3,000 miles away. Maybe it just didn't make it out this far. Maybe I just wasn't watching the news at the right time, but I don't think anyone talked about it. And that should have been the story all week long. Everyone in the country should know about Unity Bridge in Charleston. Everyone. What a shame that I really feel like this week got hijacked. And I and this isn't fair, and it's probably not true, but I'm telling you how I feel. I, I just feel like it was a wasted week. Right? I feel like we and I'm I'm talking to myself now. I, talk radio show host, had the opportunity to to discuss what really matters, make a difference, you know, find the, the goodness and, and the core humanity and what's happening around the world. And instead I took the bait and was talking about the Confederate flag for three days. So I feel like I, my time got hijacked and therefore I wasted time for people listening. And yeah, the Confederate flag it was good conversation and whatever, but that's not what the story was. So anywho. Unity Bridge. I want to talk more about it a little later, too, but we got some other stuff to talk about. Because the first half of the week was hijacked. The story was hijacked, right? Instead of Unity Bridge, instead of Charleston, we're talking about uh, the Confederate flag. The last two days of the week, our Constitution was hijacked. This is the best. I got two points of analysis uh, about the Obamacare ruling. Uh, It actually ties into the gay marriage ruling, too, but... This Obamacare ruling is is much more. It's about much more than just Obamacare. The only way Obamacare is going to go away now is if the next president and Congress voted away. And if you believe that the next Republican president is going to do that, well, got some beans, I'd like to say. Actually, maybe that should be a standard, one of our standards for who we elect president. Will this president actually eliminate Obamacare. If not, in my book, they're disqualified. But anyway, elections have consequences. If, and uh, not to go down this road too far, because this doesn't do much good, but if we, uh, let's say John McCain won back in 2008, or some other conservative won, then they would have appointed two more Scalia's to the court, and these rulings would have been six to three on the conservative side. And I remember back in 2008, a lot of people saying that the most important reason to vote for a conservative president is not because of any bill he passes, but because of the appointees to the Supreme Court. Because a president's term may be four years, but the appointments last decades, and those decisions that the justices make can last forever. And then those decisions screw up a bunch of other decisions in the process with new legal precedent. Commander-in-chief 
nominating Supreme Court justices. And the same is going to be true in the for the next president as a couple of the Supreme Court justices uh, are, are nearing the end of their, uh, their, their time on the bench here. That's if Ginsburg doesn't just decide to leave in the next in the next two years. But anywho, Obamacare decision. Uh, our framework of government's gone. It doesn't exist anymore. I'll read from uh, George Will. He said uh, the the uh, da, 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 the Roberts Doctrine says that it is a judicial function to construe laws in a way that make them perform better, meaning more efficiently than they would as written by Congress. So the Supreme Court's job has gone from upholding the Constitution and taking the Constitution in one hand and a law in the other and comparing them with each other and saying, "Uh, is this law constitutional? Nope. Sorry. It's gone from that into, well, I don't know. How can we rewrite it to make it work better? How can we fix Congress's mistakes? And that is a very different job than what they're supposed to be doing. William Maurer is from the Institute of Justice, fantastic organization. He said, quote, we are becoming a country in which all the branches of government work in tandem to achieve policy outcomes instead of checking one another to protect individual rights. And that right there is why our system of government doesn't exist anymore. The three branches of government that we've Learned forever, right? The executive, the legislative, and the judicial, the three branches of government, have now become the three departments of government. Or let me word it like this. I think this is more accurate. You have the executive branch of government, and then you have the executive branch's two departments. The legislative branch and the judicial branch all, and the executive branch all work on the same team, as opposed to checking each other to protect our liberty. They now work in tandem to promote their agenda. Very different, obviously. Scalia said as much in his gay marriage decision. He said, let me see if I can pull this up here. He said, this practice of constitutional revision by an unelected committee of nine always accompanied as it is today, by extravagant praise of liberty, robs the people of the most important liberty they asserted in the Declaration of Independence and won in the Revolution of 1776, and that is the freedom to govern themselves. So, why should you, as a gay person, care about this Supreme Court ruling? Live by the sword, die by the sword. Live by that sword, you die by that sword. And gay people wanting gay marriage, you've been living by that sword for a long time now. Good for now. But it won't always be. And that's what Scalia said in his dissent. He started off with, listen, I don't care. (laughs) He says the law can recognize as marriage whatever sexual attachments and living arrangements it wishes. He says, it's, it's not of special importance to me what the law says about marriage. It is of overwhelming importance, however, who it is that rules me. And today's decree says that my ruler and the ruler of 320 million Americans coast to coast is a majority of the nine lawyers on the Supreme Court. See the difference there? 
Scalia says, I don't care what you define marriage as. State of California, state of Illinois, state of Kentucky. I don't care. I don't care what sexual arrangements and living arrangements. Who cares? What matters is who my ruler is. And we have changed everything so that now nine people on the Supreme Court are your rulers. And who are those nine people on the Supreme Court? This would be the last Scalia quote I read, but I think this is, this is my favorite line from the dissent. A lot of people are talking about some of the funny quips that, uh, that Scalia has, and that's all good. But this, I think, is, is really important. He says, the federal judiciary is hardly a cross-section of America. Take, for example, this court, which consists of only nine men and women, all of them successful lawyers who studied at Harvard or Yale Law School. Think about that. Nine Supreme Court justices, all of them went to one of two schools. Four of the nine are natives of New York City. New York City, not New York State, New York City. Four of the nine. Eight of them grew up in East and West Coast states. Only one hails from the vast expanse in between. Not a single Southwesterner, or even, to tell the truth, a genuine Westerner. One he doesn't count. He's referring to like Arizona, New Mexico. Like that. That's like the West. Not a single evangelical Christian, a group that comprises about one quarter of Americans, or even a Protestant of any denomination. So I guess there's Jews and Catholics on the Supreme Court. No Protestant, no evangelical. The striking unrepresentative character of the body voting on today's social upheaval would be irrelevant if they were functioning as judges, answering the legal questions, whether the American people ever had ratified a constitutional provision that was understood to prescribe the traditional uh, definition of marriage. But of course, the justices in today's majority are not voting on this basis. They say they are not. And to allow the policy question of same-sex marriage to be considered and resolved by a select, patrician, highly unrepresentative panel of nine... It's to violate a principle even more fundamental than no taxation without representation, and that is no social transformation without representation. Just sit on that for a second. I know that's a lot, but think about that. You got nine Supreme Court justices, all of them, except for one, from East and West Coast cities, four of the eight from New York City. All of them went to either Harvard or Yale Law School. None of them are evangelical Christians, which make up 25% of the population, or even a Protestant. And they didn't make a legal decision, which it wouldn't matter what your religion is or whatever if you're making a purely legal decision. If you're looking at the law and the Constitution, it shouldn't matter what, what your background is, where you're from, whatever. But because they didn't do that and they admitted that they didn't do that, that their unrepresentativeness of the people is the exact same reason why they're not the ones who are supposed to be writing laws in the first place. No social transformation without representation, and that's what we got on Friday. one 888 Live by the sword, die by the sword. If we're going to have a legislative branch who hands over their authority to the executive branch. And if we're going to have a judicial branch, which corrects the mistakes of the, of the legislative branch in their effort to do whatever the executive branch wants, all of that can change. People on the left, 
all of that can change. You get some conservatives in there who can just just tidal wave of everything that they want to do on you, and you're not going to like it. I suggest we put down the swords that one day, that right now you're fighting with, but one day you will die on. Put down the swords, pick up the Constitution so we can all survive. one 888 Mike Slater Show, The Blaze Radio Network. Spread the word. Mike Slater. On The Blaze Radio Network.